Welcome to Tactical Permaculture. I've worked on projects ranging from the poorest to richest clients, from inner cities to suburbs to farmlands to remote wilderness, from the eco-war front lines to celebrity backyards. In over 25 years of service to the earth and the community of life, I've learned that in the fight for sustainable survival, growing is half the battle. Go to tacticalpermaculture.com for more info. You gotta train for me Because I'm training for you We gotta love, love And revolution to do You better train for me Episode 15, A Dietary Journey from Cheap Junk Food to Affordable Health Foods, originally published December 26th, 2021. Tonight, in the spirit of the holidays, I'm going to have a bit of a lighter episode, a little more uplifting and cheerful, and less less intense, and just a, a bit of a more of like a fireside chat kind of experience. So, yeah, the, the uh, I have been thinking about this for a while as I have been evolving my, um, <laughs> one of the, uh, the most important yet sometimes just very overlooked and maybe even laughable aspects of life, but, um, And I don't talk too much about about my personal wellness, personal diet, personal um, practices. That's not what this show has generally been about, although definitely covered some of those topics um, here and there. Uh, but definitely, I'm no chef. I am no nutritionist. I'm no. I'm in some ways a bit of a health nut, certainly have uh, gone through many many phases of development in terms of developing my nutritional IQ if 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 you will but um there is this phenomenon this endearing um trait of of that I have which is to kind of live this um somewhere between a a uh what do they call it like the starving student um bachelor dorm sort of diet uh meaning well what people would joke about is the 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 ramen the ramen diet you know the starving student diet so i have yeah i have evolved from the the ramen starving the starving student ramen only diet of my teens and 20s and um before that my mom had some great um amazing cooking skills and and I would say we had some amazing um culinary experiences that were off the charts and I I cherish all those experiences though I will say it was in the paradigm of lots of flour lots of sugar and um and in general just a staple of of processed latchkey kid foods but punctuated in between the 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 latchkey kid 
processed food staples of a low-income family, um, and then the wonderful holiday feasts. Yeah, the the when my mother wanted to or had the the time and energy available to um, to really go all out with. Um, at all scales even you know just putting that effort you know whenever there was effort made um and time available then it was always a delight and so um and i don't i don't i don't feel like i have regrets about still being raised within a paradigm that had a lot of sugar and flour um my teeth are, are all right. Um, they could be a lot worse. And what would you say? Um, I mean, I didn't even get fully de-sugared until only a couple years ago now. So I, I basically what I'm saying is I, I I don't blame anybody and I I could only blame myself for 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 not being more enlightened with that, um, and I guess um, I'm very I'm very jealous of generations coming up where where they were already raised with sugar alter, alternatives and and more more consciousness and and more restrictions around processed foods and and in grains and just um yeah who knows i mean i think we'll have a much more robust society after the paleo diet um and primal etc um really proves out over time and maybe be the only maybe is one of the only things that'll that'll allow us to survive um as a nation but um don't want to get into the politics too much i want to make this a little bit more fun but again in the spirit of of just um kind of acknowledging the the heart and the spirit of um home cooking and and rugged country cooking skills and sensibilities from previous generations like i i would say i definitely um I guess I, ex- I experienced the, the the best and the worst, you know. I guess the worst of the of the of the the processed foods, but then the best of the the home cooking. And um, just now that I'm responsible for my own <laughs> my own uh, meals, then it's been it's been an experimental evolution on my own as an adult, um, and. Uh, as I've grown more conscious, I've gone through stages of uh, strict vegetarianism to mostly vegan, but not being religious about it, um, to uh, now being what you could generally call pretty strict paleo, and paleo with a extreme... Um, extreme posture against against adding added sugar and 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 vigilant against even sugary analogs um like honey and um agave nectar and 
I'm very big into stevia. I'm very big into fresh fruit. And I'm very cautious about dried fruit. Um, and so now I will get into the, the that that uh, <laughs> that endearing thing about me, which is that for years people have known that I have been that I have um, I've had this thing where I would have literally buckets of pre-made food that would be because I was feeding chickens. I had chickens at the time, and I would go and buy bulk quantities of chicken feed. It just made sense for me to be efficient and cost cost efficient, and um, and and mix up my own feed. So. You know that was uh, a charming thing that people would 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 joke about, and then eventually it actually became. I didn't sell it as a product as feed, but I did have a business with a business partner where we exercised our new rights to um, sell food out of a home kitchen, uh, thanks to the Cottage Food Act um, that uh, went into effect in I think early 2013 in California or. In, LA County and so um, we were some of the first people to sign up for that and then we what what was my um, <laughs> sort of a tongue-in-cheek uh, version of my own sort of trying to be holistic M- MRE uh, slash um, evolution of, of dorm food or, or the starving student food basically being like I don't need to, I don't need anything fancy. I don't need anything. I don't. I'm not picky about having different things to eat every day. If I eat the same thing every day, I'm totally fine with that because I'm on a budget and I want to be able to, you know, spend the time and spend the money on other on other endeavors, on other investments and things, um, so that I can just dial in the the food aspect of life and so there was like an am like a, a am and a vpm and uh <laughs> that's both of those but those are like two different buckets you know and in the survival movement they say you know eat what you store store what you eat as a mantra and then um and then eventually grow what you store and grow what you eat um but for me thanks to a uh the proximity to the Los Angeles downtown um, food, like the food district, the the bulk food distribution district, where all of these shipments from all over the world of produce and dry goods they all come in at the central hub. So there are places where, if you know where to go, you can get into um, wholesale pricing discounts as a walk-in customer without even a corporate account and without having to buy pallet loads you can buy pallet loads but you can also get one item at a time it's all it's all it's like retail nested within wholesale and a lot of times that's disallowed um just because they don't want to nickel and dime but uh, but there are a few places where they do act as a wholesale outlet to to retail consumers and so I had already been mix. I had already been uh, evolving my feed recipes through those uh, wholesale outlets, and I would buy the ingredients for them for my feed uh, at twenty-five, fifty-pound bags of ingredients at a time, and then mix them into buckets using the mylar bags um, to, for mylar bags and oxygen absorbers to keep out the the sunlight and keep them. Um, 
uh, in a low oxygen environment so that would be unconducive to pests um, living in there and uh, extending the decreasing oxidation so there, there's all kinds of um, well there as as a gift to you, the listener, if you're not aware of the five-gallon bucket Mylar bag oxygen absorber food storage kit, that is something that um, that you should that you should be aware of. And I hope you 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 gift yourself and you gift your loved ones um, at least the kits to be able to build that, and then they can decide what they like to fill it with and there's different shelf life but you extend the shelf life of virtually everything it doesn't mean you can make stuff last forever that wouldn't last forever otherwise there are certain oil seeds and nuts that 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 will go rancid no matter what over time but you can slow the process um in some cases significantly with that with that bucket uh, mylar bag oxygen oxygen absorber system and certainly with other food products that are that have a intrinsically longer shelf life because they have less volatile oils and whatnot um, that's the system that you would use mainly to keep moisture and oxidation and bugs and critters and rodents out so that you could have decades worth of um of, of a timeline of food storage so just pro tip there that's good for everybody anywhere in the world that is the strategy that is really battle tested for 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 people who want to be more resilient so so to make this more of a of an entertaining story it started out i guess uh back in 2011 i would say um 2010 2011 ish where i was turned on to one of these places downtown where you could you could buy the 25 50 pound bags of um of dry food and basically for me it was just oh, i'll just make my own trail mix you know i'll find the the cheapest ingredients and i'll make my own trail mix and that's going to be great so um and then i so between a what i my breakfast food or my am trail mix that was also just something that i would eat as a snack so wake up and have a bowl of it in the morning and that was breakfast and uh if i if i had fresh fruit to add to it great um but at least there's just that staple of a, of a bowl of this breakfast meal and then it's something to just eat by the handful throughout the day as a snack and then my staple nighttime dinner food would be um would be sprouting um mostly it was a sprout mix that i used for years of sunflower seeds brown rice peas lentils garbanzo beans and uh yeah peas lentils garbanzo sunflowers brown rice um and that was for years and years and years sprouting those in jars i i made i handmade and sold sprouting kits already but i use those jar quart jar sprouting kits to um to just maintain a, 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 a several jars at a time looping through and rotating so i had so i was using the bucket storage system to um to give myself months and months of um food uh self-reliance forward with having numerous buckets 
at all times and then and then um, growing the sprouts on a daily basis and making a sprout soup every day is how I would I would boil them and uh, when they were when they had been growing for several days and were just basically bursting out of the top of the jar and then I would um, I would take a serving of them out boil them and let let the rest continue to grow and I would, was able to do this without refrigeration so it was a great way to have fresh fruit I got I got way into sprouting I was doing workshops I was selling the sprouting kits and eventually was selling the when I had when we had the the uh, cottage food permit was selling selling the sprout soup mix and uh I'm not going to say the name of the brand <laughs> but we created a brand even had a mascot and um and then there was the breakfast and snack food mix that we sold by the bucket and sourced all organic ingredients and did the same with the uh the sprout soup mix um so obviously so the the ingredients of the of the the morning feed was just to me the cheapest tolerable mix of um of bulk ingredients and it just defaulted to um oats and raisins and pumpkin seeds that I would then mix with ginger powder and cinnamon powder and it was um really if you've ever had well I guess you could say cinnamon toast crunch or if you've ever had a a a a raisin bagel or or um or toast that ha- raisin toast and then you put cinnamon and butter on it what happens with the those were all favorites of mine growing up all all I mean not actually I shouldn't say the cereal I was not a fan of cinnamon toast crunch but um but if you add whatever type of milk or milk substitute to this bowl of of otherwise dry trail mix you get this um effect of it being uh a great sort of granola cereal granola uh bowl experience and then also a versatile dry trail mix experience that you would just wash down with water throughout the day um but what I discovered, so I was able to basically synthesize the experience, the culinary experience of a lot of those bakery goods and actually have them be, have it be a little more down to earth. Obviously, there's no sugar added there. There's just the dried raisins. And then you have the flavoring of the cinnamon and the ginger, which um, together, the way it sticks to the raisins, it's amazing. It's almost like ginger candy at that point. Um and but again there's no sugar you you're you're having this faux sweetness coming from the the spices and the spices have their own amazing effect and when the, the spices that's why when you add when you when you uh, enjoy this mix this recipe as a, as like a cereal it does kind of it's as it's as compelling as the cinnamon toast crunch experience is for some people who who are into that um but it really it, it to me it was a real a real um breakthrough in a simple formula for myself to just always look forward to it and be happy about it now um that the way that that has evolved as i have become paleo very strictly um is that for one i no longer i no longer do the um 
the sprouting of of legumes and grains as much as I felt like I was um, being somewhat uh, paleo compliant by doing the sprouting and therefore taking a, a, essentially a grain and and turning it into a micro grain at that point after sprouting. Um, I still I realize that uh, for me now. I'm at a point now where I don't, I don't, it's not, a, it's not, um, sensible for me to be cooking all the time because I'm totally off grid and, you know, because of all of the fires, like I just don't want to myself be in that, that lifestyle. So I have shifted my lifestyle away from, um, sprouting and boiling sprouts in a form of soup. And I had already sort of quit that and gone full paleo just knowing that um there's there's issues with legumes and i and i've i think i have cumulative issues in my digestive tract from the bad diet growing up and um and as much as i am it's to me i realize it's kind of wishful thinking to uh to hope that just sprouting the 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 grains and legumes is going to exempt me from the the ill effects um on the gut the, what the the toxins do to to I won't go all into that but um but it sucks because I I did enjoy it and it was the sweetest spot <laughs> as far as um the 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 bang for the buck financially I mean to be able to just add water to dry food and make it grow to several times its original size and volume by adding water and then to have it come to life and have all these more dense nutrient profiles I mean I I'm never going never going to to uh I'm always I'm always going to be evolving and readapting and certainly sunflower seeds for me they they that's a sweet spot where I would continue to to sprout sunflower seeds because they're they are edible for most people raw uh raw sprouted and um and they're not considered a a grass grain so they're not trying to be religious about about uh about whether it's paleo or not but but I know the difference for myself how what grains do to me and what the defenses that grains have and that legumes have against being consumed by by animals like me they they give they they're designed to have toxins to give you a, a negative reaction to make you want to leave them alone and there's food I almost I've joked with this before about people who are vegan or people who are paleo or whatever and like fruitarians or whatnot when I say can't we just simplify it and say it's let's have a a a, a so-called it wants to be eaten diet you know uh where that's that's kind of uh, there's a lot of foods out there that nature produces where it's good to go as is it doesn't require cooking it doesn't require processing it's not toxic it doesn't require any additional processing to make it palatable or digestible safely and um of course there's you know i guess it doesn't work if you say it wants to be eaten because if you're also hunting meat then it's it doesn't necessarily it's prerogative is to not be eaten but um but as far as the uh as far as filtering out what seeds to eat and what leaves to eat and whatnot there's there's um yeah interesting approach that that would be 
that would be always always a good maybe i guess i would say um the probably probably it's true that the more food you eat that wants to be eaten i.e it's kind of been evolved and designed to be palatable as is um that's probably a good thing (laughs) you know so um so moving moving on uh the evolution of has been that uh i have phased out the the sprouting of grains and legumes and um and what i or i should say i'll back up i'll back up uh, and and just say as of now um given this given the design constraint that i do not want to be cooking every day um i don't want to uh, it's not efficient or practical for me to to have to be running a stove and so i just um you know i drink cold tea or sun tea you know the sun is about as warm as anything's going to get but it, hey believe me in the desert it gets hot enough to uh to make some good soup you know and also you can do a lot with um solar cookers and that's that's sort of what how things will shift for me if i want to if i want to have soups and if i ever do need to boil stuff it's going to be it's going to be a factor of um of solar solar cooking and whatnot but um but where things are at now uh i did as i went paleo and as i started to do more oil pulling and 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 have have more conscious uh oral and dental self-care and wisdom i phased out the oats because they were just sticking as a paste in my teeth they were also as i was unaware being pre-paleo it's like oh it's so healthy it's 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 so it's such a no-brainer that you would you would use oats to replace a lot of other processed um flour type wheat flour type of foods and whatnot and and to a degree it's better than the worst of other things but i discovered sadly very sadly that no it's not just a fad diet the paleo thing like this stuff really is tearing me up and i would never know until i stopped so so i luckily we didn't sell that much of this product i mean now i look back and i and i'm and i say um shame on me for ever selling non-paleo food products to anybody because uh i was uh i was deluded about how healthy that was because it was not certain things uh because it was it was better than than the worst it it, it wasn't as it wasn't the best and now I, I don't think i'll ever know what the best is but i definitely know that uh that I'd, i don't want to well, I guess I'll just say I'm glad that 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 chapter didn't last very long, um, because now I, I I've I've been converted <laughs> away from from uh, from oats, um, sadly because I loved them and there was I mean I don't know that's probably I guess a good um, a good ten years of that being my staple. So I mean it kept me alive, but it did give me. It did irritate my digestive system, and it did, it did um, jeopardize the health of my teeth and gums. And I've had to regain ground in 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 my dental health um, sphere, having after having done that. And uh, 
just realizing it all it all these um well a lot of these carbohydrates they just in the blood they 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 basically become fungus food they they can feed candida you know my the point where i finally actually fully went cold turkey breaking up with all added sugars was when i had major systemic candidiasis uh during the summer when i had a lot of landscaping work to do and i was literally like falling apart from the inside out and and that that's never had never happened to me before and only happened because i at that time was i cut a corner by experimenting with these adding dried figs and just realizing that i was a little bit in in a fallacy of thinking that oh dried fruit fruit is natural sugar it's not added sugar so it's great but i was really overdoing the dried fruit aspect and i also was cutting the corner that i could only get these figs candy coated and uh and it just didn't take long before it compounded against me and in this the heat of the summer and working conditions it just like gave me rashes all over it was terrible so so I, I, luckily, there was also a woman in my life who who was who was very. Um, we were we were kind of forming a pact to 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 break the sugar habit, and I wasn't a big candy addict. I, I wouldn't consider myself a sugar addict. For me, it was easy to switch over, and um, and to me, it was just it really it really became a lot more about uh, well, just removing the grains, removing the the carbs, and um, and adding more. For me, it was fish meat and uh, canned fish meat, which is not everybody's cup of tea or everybody's preference, but but is it's cheap and it's good to buy if you do have um, seafood. It's always best to buy lower on the food chain to avoid what's called biological magnification where toxins accumulate up the up the food web in the ocean and uh or in the the body of water to where it's concentrating in the higher trophic levels so if it sounds weird to be partial to eating bottom feeders bottom feeders accumulate the least of the toxins so i'll let you do your own research but but for me i have uh my saving grace for my gut healing because I can't afford to do the ancestral diet which would have a lot of bone broth I mean I can't I don't have the time I'm I'm on the move you know or I'm situated so to where um I mean maybe I will eventually set aside the financial resources to go hardcore ancestral diet with all the bone broth I do believe in it and I was exposed to it um, by dear beloveds who um, who got way way deep into that path and um, of healing the gut from all of the trauma traumatic wounds that have, all the war <laughs> wounds it's experienced from the standard American diet um, so I know there's merit in that I've experienced it it's just not right now I'm I'm um, I'm in a transitional state still of trying to build uh, <laughs> my own little ecotopia from scratch and um and i don't i'm I'm not going to allocate the resources and i don't have the infrastructure or want to build the infrastructure to to be that that's very high maintenance 
and it's going to take slowing down a lot of other things to do that so i'm hoping that my strategy now will allow me you know another few years of getting away with um forestalling the inevitable which is more time and more money doing the the, the more ancestral diet uh approach with with a lot more bone broth and whatnot um but for now the sort of soldier um starving student staple food dry goods in a bucket living out of a bucket <laughs> sort of thing um it's come down to uh having phased out the um phased out the oats and upgraded to almonds which maybe don't agree with everybody and um i'm not making any statements as to the the how ethical or how sustainable these things are they they just happen to be what works for me and uh and eventually i'll be growing all of my own everything so none of those um none of those questions of of uh fair labor practices or sustainable agricultural practices it's going to be how fair am i am i to myself as the laborer and how sustainable are are my own horticultural practices until then i'm on the continuum of of moving every day from living out of buckets to living out of my own um produce my own my own gardens and um and i'm very um very much more satisfied i'm a lot more satisfied i feel a lot better having traded out the the cheap the the cheaper um products for a little bit more premium products um but ba- mainly most importantly the bulk of the of the snack and breakfast food which really was the majority of my diet for i don't know at least 10 years was switching the oats out for almonds so what the almonds pumpkin seeds and um and the ginger and cinnamon i have been pre-covid i was very much a green apple person and i would get if i could if it was you know affordable get the organic apples and so i just ate almonds for me it was just almonds and apples and then handfuls of almonds until the ne- until you know until the the evening and then i would have um sardines and um and what i made is a a, fl- a sort of flour or a, a, a tahini powder that I would make as a, as a, I would buy uh, raw, I buy raw sunflower seeds and grind them into a powder. It tends to oxidize a lot faster after you grind the seeds into a powder. So I would maybe, for myself, feel like it was good to grind you know two three days worth at a time out of uh, the raw sunflower seeds. But then the sunflower seed i mean the sorry the sesame sesame seed the ground sesame seeds um it doesn't it's not exactly like a tahini where it's super oily i mean i don't know exactly how they what processes used in order to take a sunflower seed and make it into you know the perfect mixture of the of the the granularity of the of the the sort of the ground material and then the oil that comes from it but if you for me if i add coconut oil to ground 
uh, freshly grown uh, sesame seeds, then I can have the texture of tahini and the taste of it. And it's not exactly what you would get from a pure tahini product, but but as a as a faux tahini, it works really well. Um, and then I just have yeah, I've kind of. That's really been the staple, honestly, because I will add coconut oil to ground um, to to ground sesame seeds, and then add whatever salad greens and herbs I have going at the time, and I've pretty much maintained for myself uh, a a a nonstop supply of greens, and um, there have been lapses in time between my gardens if I've had to move or whatever and then I would substitute canned vegetables to add to that but essentially the 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 the, the nighttime or the pm ben feed has been um a staple of ground sesame seeds and 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 then adding the pumpkin seeds to that as well sometimes grinding them together which is amazing um but basically it's been a shift from from grains and legumes to seeds and nuts and that has been a paleo informed transition it has also been a factor of having more financial stability because when i was doing just grains and just legumes that was when i was the poorest and that was a good 10 years of being just completely dead broke so it wasn't even i mean when i looked at the price of a of 25 pounds of almonds like that was just so far out of reach now it's it's not a problem so so i spoil myself a little bit i'm definitely not as spoiled as i will eventually be when i can afford more fancy ancestral diet ingredients and 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 even better when i can grow it all and i'm and i'm I have the animals and the and the the fodder I'm growing for the animals and all everything fresh everything homegrown like then there's no excuse of money it's just an excuse of how much do you love the lifestyle of homesteading and I I love it a lot and I've 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 had many iterations of it and uh, I've had the rug pulled on me so many times because of politics or relationships or, or or whatever so this now i finally am in a spot where i feel like i can rebuild and base it off a lot of experiences but in the interim i'm i'm, I'm again i'm living on the tactical uh bucket living diet the, the stored food dry food diet that is that doesn't require a lot of time or or or, or energy to prepare it's 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 cheaper than eating out all the time and uh and it works for me, and I don't know if there's any value. Well, all I know is that when is it the 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 flavor of the recipes that that I have made they they did sell quite well when I was selling them. I don't think I'm going to go into business doing any kind of cottage food uh, sales probably ever again. But I can talk about the legacy, and I can share the recipes, and I can certainly have private parties where I. You know, I cater my to my friends, but um, yeah, they've always been smash hits, even when they were not as as paleo friendly as 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 they could have been. And now that they're more paleo friendly, it's just even more of a a better experience uh, and 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 an upsell, if you will. Um, but yeah, so every day 
I am very, very thrilled and satisfied now. So I, I guess I should say I was afraid of raisins and dried fruit for a while. After I had that bad experience of the rashes, I felt like I had been too cavalier with the dried fruit. And so I I kind of backlashed against them and I went I went to low sugar fruits and and just fresh fruit and almonds in the morning not even with the mix of the the pumpkin seeds and the and the um and the cinnamon and ginger and that uh, it was only actually recently I had been I had been doing some form of fresh fruit and almonds and just that was to me um that's been that's been breakfast and snack food fruit for for at least a few years now uh, or a couple years since I quit sugar after that that bad rash experience um but then given the pandemic situation and I was going I transitioned from fresh fruit to canned fruit and I felt like I was cutting corners and letting in some nasty preservatives to some extent um I, I was slacking a bit going with the canned fruit and also I just don't want to create more I mean I'm use I decided to only get cans that I could use um for for a nursery to, to as as pots to grow potted um seedlings in so but I also feel like I I want to Well, I went for, so I guess I went from I went from raisins to fresh fruit uh, till when the pandemic hit going to canned fruit and then feeling like the canned fruit wasn't the that wasn't the most cost effective and wasn't the most um I mean once once I have enough cans to run a nursery I'm not going to need to I'm not going to want to just eat out of cans every day. <laughs> um and so I had a revelation at one point recently that was maybe I should see about how I do going back to adding the raisins and doing the the feed again with just with raisins which are going to be way cheaper um less bulky obviously they're dried it's not all of the water weight of canned food so it's better better value um and also just more more versatile as a as a as a bug out bag or a survival food a trail mix food where it's doesn't doesn't require can opener doesn't requ- I mean not that I don't have a can opener but you don't I don't want to load a back I don't want to have a lifestyle where where I have to load canned food into a bug out bag I want dry food that's calorie dense and if anything in a jar it would be straight up coconut oil um but uh but yeah it's 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 come full circle or it's come it's come back for me to adding adding back the 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 raisins and um feeling good about not having rashes from that i look at i'm very hyper vigilant about fungus on the toes about jock itch about eczema about any of the aches or rashes that would come from too much sugary food products circulating in the bloodstream and feeding Canada the last thing that i want is to have a immune system that's busy fighting Canada Canada when it should be um 
at its best in its best shape to fight all of the coronavirus mutations so um yeah my my immune system is one of the several layers of coronavirus protection that i use in my pandemic lifestyle um but that was a you know it was a gamble recently to to see, to see if I could be moderate on oh, this. Okay, this is what changed. Also, I should say this was a this was a important. Um, it's not just a side note. It has a lot to do with, you know, kicking sugar habits or or just making it more. I think this is a very key point to make. When I when I decided to let the dried fruit risk back into my diet. Because basically, here's here's the thing with dried fruit versus fresh fruit. You can eat easily far more dried fruit in one sitting than you would ever be able to eat or stomach of, of the same fruit in its fresh form. Because it's tiny, because it's concentrated, it might even taste even better. So it's just a little bit more of a... Of of a, a dopamine hit to wanna to wanna eat that dried version of it, but um, but it adds up fast, and that is super concentrated sugar. So basically, it's it's not as healthy as as you would hope it to be. And you and you don't <laughs> like I did the math. I've done the math before to say, okay, realistically, what what would it look like? How much weight of a dried fruit? could I eat to be exactly what what I would be maxing out on in its fresh form and it's surprising you're like yeah that's that's um well it's just it's just I think it's a general rule you're going to eat dried fruit for many reasons way at a at a way higher uh, volume per sit per per serving than you would than you than than you should and then certainly that you would so so leaning towards fresh fruit and eventually I will get back to it once I have my own fresh fruit I'm um, growing in abundance but for now you know it's been a, it's like okay so how do I how do I moderate that dried fruit intake because if I get back to this um, very like um routine daily regimen of a bowl in the morning of this trail mix stuff that uh, has dried fruit in it and then continue throughout the day to just throw handfuls back whenever i whenever i want a snack i said to myself this time at the very least if you're going to take the gamble of adding the dried fruit to the to the bowl of, of in the morning of breakfast at the very least you need to be extra diligent about brushing teeth immediately after because those sticky dried fruit bits are going to feed the bacteria that are going to break down the, the teeth and give you cavities like they like were, was starting to happen uh in the past and so now i have been i've limited myself to only the dried fruit serving in the morning and then immediately um doing what I, my own form of uh teeth brushing and oral care with a certain a certain um strategy that uh that I will keep private for now but um but definitely oil pulling and 
you know, there's different permutations of that, but I li- I live by I, my saving grace for my oral health has been oil pulling personally, and it's not advice, medical advice, but it has been a fact for me. I've stopped what what looks like I mean, you can see in my mouth and my gums and on my teeth the state of the the dismal state of certain teeth that would have led to very costly and very painful. Um, endpoints had I not literally stopped the process in its tracks when I started oil pulling about 10 years ago and now I feel like I've maintained this delicate balance and the last thing I want to do is like is uh regress and and have uh sugar attached to my teeth breaking breaking it down and 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 like getting infections down into the pulp and causing me severe pain and the last thing I want to do is have to have emergency dental work done in the middle of a pandemic if there's anything I can do to prevent that i.e. eliminate added sugar drastically reduce any sugar meaning in, in, including fruit but and then even more drastically reduce dried fruit and then be religious about about um, appropriate teeth brushing, and even more religious about about oil pulling and making sure that uh, for me, you know, having that layer of oil coating the teeth and 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 swishing it around and and um, maintaining that that effect, it has been. It's been my saving grace, and I think you might want to consult whoever you need to consult about about what what oil whether oil pulling is good for is is good for you or not uh, in your personal strategy. But for me, yes, that's how I protect myself, and uh, it's a, a layer of defense of my precious <laughs> and 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 aging teeth and gums. Um, so luckily, I'm happy to say. It's been uh, because or because I limited because I said to myself, okay, if you're going to bring back in the dried fruit, you're you're putting your teeth in danger, you're putting your bloodstream in danger of candidiasis. It is going to be something where you better not like let it creep up on you again. And so the strategy has been to um, basically I'm hands off. I even said to myself, don't even make the mix, because if you mix it up ahead of time, you're going to be tempted to reach for it, and you're going to cheat, and you're going to, you're going to, your willpower is going to be dissolved by the, by the, <laughs> the yumminess of the, of the trail mix, and you're going to just, um, justify it by saying, you know, I'll, I'll just work harder to, to earn the calories or whatever, but it's like, that it doesn't work that way with um with you know additional sugar in the bloodstream when when it should have been kept minimal so i so i started off by not mixing more than one meal at a time so it wouldn't be tempting and then i uh, i i have um just uh, built the willpower i guess to to uh to have the mix well to do the pre-mixing so it's more convenient every day it's there and uh, and it's there for to to bug out with you know it's important for me to to have uh have it ready to go um 
and not be a fuss to deal with if I need to evacuate or if I need to, you know, rotate within a bug out bag and whatnot. So, um, so I do mix it and I have, I'm proud to announce that I have not been breaking my rule to, um, to only eat the, the, the raisin filled mix in the morning for one serving and one meal. And, uh, and I just have literally, um, when I my snack food is just a, a handful of of uh, almonds, and um, that could be several times throughout the day. And I'm sure there are a million reasons why that's not a good idea, and why I should be at least um, rotating that. And with other things or whatnot, I definitely do intend to diversify more in evolving in the future. So I don't think. Um, you know anything I'm saying is advice to anyone, but I will say, if if you know, well for me, not eating sugar for snacks and eating nut, basically a nut, um, because I'm active, I I have a I'd say a moderate metabolism, not not what I had you know as a teenager anymore, but definitely, um, I mean I'm. I'm fit. I'm very uh, robust in my physical fitness and health, and um, and so the idea of of to me the calories of eating a lot of nuts like they they get burned off. And sometimes, you know, if I'm not super active for a period of time, or if, if I, I will notice if I'm less active, and and then the nuts will start to accumulate, you know, um, in my. Uh, in my my reserves shall we say my my energy reserves on my body a little bit and then um you know either if i care to not be bulging you know uh then i'll i'll you know restrict myself a little bit or i will just know um like for example now it's so so cold i'm not going to be worried about if i have um the the tightest six pack abs right now if a few more handfuls of nuts uh, gives me more um, energy to work with in maintaining my my core body temperature throughout the winter. So um, that's another dimension that uh, defies the sort of uh, the false myth of the zero body fat mystique or whatever. So, but anyway, no, I'd say uh, I'm in very good balance with where I've arrived at, which is being very active, doing a lot of work on my land, and and having been a landscaper for many years, I'm going to be hitting those snacks pretty hard. So should it be carbs? Should it be sugars? Can it be um, more about the, the, the fats and the oils and proteins and whatnot? Um, I would love to have more, I would, I will, I would love to have more options for meat and I will build that, build that in over time. Certainly as I'm able to supply my own, my own meat, um, requirements, then I'll probably be eating more smoked and dried meat along with nuts for snacking, but you know, berries, nuts, seeds, 
fresh fruits or even moderate dried fruits to me that's the dream uh the dream life if i could have all kinds of berries all kinds of fruits all kinds of seeds all kinds of nuts and and all kinds of meats then that's that's paradise i'm not going to miss the grains and the legumes and um and I already don't don't really miss them too much, um, but you know, occasionally I'll I'll have those cheap those cheap meals here and there. But uh, I'm very satisfied with where I'm at, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up by saying well, thanking all the fans of my culinary evolution because certainly more of them over the years than uh than I would have ever expected I would have um <laughs> you know I'm definitely I'm not uh, yeah it's it's a I'm not a, a a real great chef I'm not that handy in the kitchen I'm just still but but that's the thing it's like sometimes you get sometimes miraculous things happen when you when the people have a minimalist mentality and um and that just works out so that my little minimalist um, niche that I found for myself, it becomes a flavor in the palate. Like, you know, there were people buying buying my food products where it wasn't necessarily what they were going to eat for every meal every day, but they had it on their shelves. And then it was part of their much more diverse and much more, not necessarily fancy, but just like, normal people don't eat the same thing every day unless they're in college starving or in the military and i feel like my life is my my life as a gorilla is basically like a soldier and i've never stopped being in a in a situation where or at least the staples are very dialed in and, and, and coming out of buckets and very, very systematized. And what does fluctuate and what has been more fancy for me is just like whatever's fresh in my gardens. And I've grown a lot of epic shit, so I'm pretty, pretty like spoiled in that regard. And, and to me, it didn't cost me a lot of money. It was just seeds and cuttings and gifts and root cuttings and transplants and even grafts and stuff like I've managed to be a really good biohacker when it comes to gardening and and adding a lot of diversity to what would seem to be a boring staple food diet of going of what used to be grains and and legumes and now is seeds and nuts that's that's really the the the, the takeaway from this is like it's 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 algebra right or it's 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 a bit of an algorithm it's a bit of an equation where if there was anything instructive from this it would be there's only so many different types of foods whether it's animal food or plant food um or fungal fungal food or right like if you were to sit down and really and really design with all of the categories of food products that you that you like, maybe that you would like to integrate, and just really sit there and, and design. Um, like for me, the the discovering pumpkin seeds 
was amazing because it's basically every little green pumpkin seed is like um is like a stick of butter in your mouth and so the experience of of the the fat and carb combo that comes from a lot of shall we say um well foods that we feel guilty about eating foods that we that 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 we that may be very traditional very wholesome in a lot of ways traditional foods but then in excess or with low quality ingredients or or, or whatnot basically we get in trouble but to 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 sort of foe the experience and trick it out there's a lot a lot of um well a lot of personal experimentation that i hope everybody will do integrating more seeds and more nuts while phasing out the sugars the um processed foods the um the carbs the grains legumes whatnot uh, and and just um experiment with uh some people are, are allergic to nuts and, and of all kinds and i i really am i really feel for for them um i'm so grateful that i am not allergic to nuts uh, because they've been they've been a saving grace for me and i will be spending a lot of my time in the future really integrating growing them uh, more that's going to be such a a pastime of my my golden years is uh, all of the for all of the foods that have gotten me this far um the ones that 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 uh, pass the paleo test i will be continuing to to grow and to to perpetuate uh for the rest of my life I owe it to them for getting me this far. <laughs> so I think that's a good attitude to have, a good place to, to wrap up, and, and just, again, encouraging folks to um, really audit audit themselves and take some of these principles and try to adapt them, adapt them uh, to your your taste and your your needs and your your medical um professional medical and nutritional uh, uh advisors but definitely definitely can say with full confidence that buying in bulk dialing in your staple foods will save a lot of money and I would say, you know, I could be updating this at some point soon and I could just completely overhaul everything and say, you know, I, I would say, well, if it, it was either totally wrong or now it's wrong for me because something's changed in my health or whatnot. But, uh, but that is the, you know, that's the situation we're in. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff in ingredients that we're not aware of the cumulative effects. There's a lot of things with aging that, that creep up and um you what you were allergic to or what you were never allergic to before you may be allergic to at some point in the future so i can't i am not going to say what is right or best for anybody else i will just say once in a while update on my strategies and um 
yeah that's a, that's a good check-in that's a good holiday <laughs> friendly uh more cheerful sort of um podcast adventure and uh <laughs> wish me many more iterations and eventually um yeah i mean i I dream about about all the different feed that I can create once I'm harvesting and drying my own fruits and berries and my own nuts and 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 uh getting i yeah I look forward to a day when I get to be very very uh diverse and very creative in my designs and but so far the uh the formula has gotten me has gotten me this far and i've i've uh, i'm happy with the the tweaks that i've done to improve and um yeah thank you for for listening and and have happy holidays Better train for me